0: Live from the Battleborn Broadcast Center. It's Cofield and Company. Even at like seven, I was very cheap, and I'm like, I'm gonna have this this shirt
1: for a long time. I can't even comprehend this question. I wouldn't want land.
2: I wouldn't want animals. I want any of that. I don't want scenery. I don't want space. No, it didn't look. I don't like... want open spaces at all. It didn't look like there was a within miles of that place.
0: I'm out. It's time for Cofield and Company with Steve Cofield on ESPN Las Vegas.
1: Here we go to Wednesday. Cofield and Company, Battleborn Broadcast Center is the spot. ESPN Las Vegas Legal Insider Justin Watkins coming up in just a little bit, and we'll get into uh, some local legal issues. Also, what's going on with Dan Snyder? Did he screw over the rest of the NFL owners by allegedly skimming ticket revenue and not handing over what he was supposed to hand over? Allegations thrown out there by a former member of the organization saying the uh, Commanders Redskins football team kept two sets of books. I feel like I'm in Casino and the KC crew just got outed. Right, The guy Uh, pissing and moaning to his mother all the time in Kansas City and finally it was like, uh, they they got you bugged, dummy. Pretty much what this is. Sounds like it. Yeah. Allegedly. Sure. Adam Hill is here. Ari's back in our Finley Toyota studios. We'll do our path to the draft. Day number two as we count down from the back of the first round to the top. Chiefs discussion. The Chiefs are a very fascinating team to break down going into this draft and also what has been kind of a wild and woolly topsy-turvy offseason. It's the three
0: on Cofield and Company.
1: College basketball note coming out. You know, we're tracking what's going on with the running rebels and the transfer portal. Also a final couple of slots for coaching openings. Would seem like a nice job, at least the area. Apparently they're not very well funded. But San Diego went 31 days without a coach, had a lot of big names. They courted. I saw Conzo Martin recently turned it down. Your guy, James Jones from Yale had turned it down. They actually do land a big fish. Big name, yeah. sure. I mean, I don't... Well, I, a guy that UNLV you know. fans have been interested in on multiple occasions. Yeah,
2: I mean, I, I see, you know, I see a lot of uh, very, very, very mixed reactions to this hire, but Steve Lavin is uh, is the new coach at San Diego. He's been in the mix for a whole lot of jobs. I think a lot of people are looking at this as a quick money grab and a house on the beach and uh, heading into retirement. We'll see. Um, but, yeah, it's certainly a big name. It's a... There's a reason a lot of coaches have turned this job down, because on the surface, as you said, it looks awesome. You live in San Diego, the campus is absolutely unreal for those that have been down there. Uh they kind of claim to have money and then behind the scenes you kind of take a look and say, Okay, you're coming up with money for a coach, are you paying assistance? Because I think last year they had like an intern as an assistant coach.
1: Right. And there's um, a big thing in college basketball, people don't realize that the funding doesn't just mean making a big splash with a big salary for your head coach. You got to be able to pay assistance. and we just saw Carlin Hartman. I haven't found what he's making at Florida, but I'm sure he got a big raise. I just know, I know in my neck of the woods, my Big Ten school just had to up one of the lead assistants from four hundred five thousand to six twenty five for an assistant.
2: So six twenty five for an assistant. Um, I have heard again, this is not uh, necessarily public, I don't think, but I have heard that they are offering head coaches a total of three hundred thousand for their entire staff. Yeah, that's a little bit low. So and
1: and you're, and you're in the West Coast Conference where Gonzaga operates like it's Arizona with its resources. <laughs> sure. Unless they, I would guess, I would guess Gonzaga has more than three hundred thousand dollars in resources for players. Sure. Uh, I also, and that's your assistance crew. I also wonder if no coach would take the San Diego job, and then all of a sudden
2: today the rumors are out there that Gonzaga's to the Big East, and okay, I'll take that San Diego job.
1: Uh, <laughs> wait, hold on, what? Yeah. What? Oh yeah. What are they going to form, uh, some sort of West Coast parochial division? No. Just Mass- one school?
2: Massive travel.
1: I'm sure they'd put another Stop. one out there. St. Mary's, maybe, would make some sense. Wouldn't that be hilarious? Yeah. What is it? I always get the name of the city wrong. What's the city in California where St. Mary's is? Moraga. I think I always call it because yeah, I, Mor- I make it into a casino. Morongo. Moraga, is, but it's it's Bay Area. I mean, it's, it's right there. It's, Wouldn't it's, that be a hoot to fly 3,000 miles for Providence and go play in a 2,000-seat gym? I, I saw the people posting the maps today of uh, the
2: Gonzaga to, or Spokane to Providence would be the longest trip in college basketball that doesn't involve Hawaii.
1: Wow. Okay. Well, on the San Diego topic, so Steve Lavin taking the San Diego job in the WCC, will Phil Mickelson be at his presser? He's got time, and he's an area guy. This sure. is still weird. Uh, we had Bob Harrigan yesterday, who's a longtime golf media member. He's got a book coming out on Tiger and Phil. And he went through some of the mystery on why Phil Mickelson isn't playing in the masters. And some of the thoughts were, well, maybe the masters themselves, the, uh, the tournament directors told him, we don't want you around here. Now, if that seems ridiculous, you do remember the tournament director of the masters actually chastised tiger woods after tiger had been involved, kind of outed for all his womanizing and sure. his marital issues uh, the idiot who was the head of the Masters at the time made a dog and pony show out of tiger lecturing one rich guy and womanizing while other rich guys sat there and kind of laughed. So it wouldn't be beyond their means to go, you know, we're embarrassed by Phil Mickelson. But apparently the statement today was that, no, we, we wanted him here. He was invited. So then Bob Harry told us yesterday, maybe it's a PGA suspension, which... Sounds weird, because how could a major sports organization suspend one of its biggest all-time stars and not release the information? But we still believe that Dustin Johnson, with yayo issues, may have been suspended, and it was never revealed because he just kind of disappeared. Well, it's part of the rules that a suspension would not be revealed, which is
2: incredibly weird. Um, But it's part of the rule. Do they have a – I mean, there's no CBA. No, but the, the, there are, well, there's no CBA, so where's yeah. their power to suspend? I mean, you, And also, right, right, right. A, and for those that don't really – golf's a weird world. A PGA suspension, even if it did exist, would not include the Masters. Right, Masters could just have – they could have them there if they wanted to. So the chairman of the Masters has said, hey, he's invited. He told me he's not playing. Now, beyond that, nobody's saying anything. So did Mickelson get suspended from the PGA Tour, and now he's like, well, I'm not going to play in the Masters either because maybe I'm out of practice, or maybe – listen, I don't want to come back for one tournament, or make it look like I'm suspended from the PGA because I'm playing in the Masters, and then everybody will know I'm not playing in the PGA Tour because I'm suspended from there. Who knows what's going on? And Ridley, the, the head of the Masters, said, he made a personal decision, and I know nothing beyond that. I know that Phil has been a real fixture here at the Masters for many years. He's been a big part of our history. I certainly, and we certainly wish him the best, sorting, working through the sort of issues he's dealing with right now. Oh, different. That's
1: all I got. Weird tone compared to when Tiger came back from the womanizing stuff, huh? Sure. When they wagged their finger at him. Different guy, though. Okay. That's a different I mean it is a different guy. Okay, can, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're saying running things. Yeah. Maybe not as not quite as sanctimonious. Yeah. And, and and by the way, I think we had all forgotten about that until the Tiger documentary came out early. Like, oh, I yeah, totally forgot about that it. I my thing. my mouth was a gape when I, I, I was like, I cannot believe they did this to him. So Phil did say he's taking a break. Right. But PGA, which he won, is coming up in five weeks. Is he showing up for that? Here's the other one. And I'm not joking and not to be flipping about it because he was flipping about it. I wonder if the Saudis gave him a call and they're like, what do you say about us? Yeah, yeah. What do you say? Because You're in violations? What? PJ was You sure mad? you want to
2: play at the Masters? PJ was mad that he was going to the Saudi tour. But what he said in the quote that got released was, hey, I know the Saudis killed Khashoggi. They've got a really <laughs> terrible record. <laughs> They've racket. done some horrible like, things. Whoa, whoa, wait, wait a minute. So now you're going to their side, but you're still trashing them. There's a lot There's a lot working behind the scenes here, and let's not forget that this is a rat we're talking about. So uh, who knows what's Could going to have on. a lot of enemies.
1: Sure. Don't show your face to the Masters or else. Don't show your face anywhere, bro. Phil. So. Uh, big game tonight for the Knights. Yes. Fortress. The game is on at t Rocky Mountain, Canucks, and they've had immense success in the division. What are they, like 15-5-1 in the division? Yeah. Something like that. An immense success against the Canucks, who cannot beat the Knights. So, well, we said that we said that a lot this season about easy matchups and things went south pretty quickly. I remember sitting—I don't think you were on that day. I remember sitting uh, on the strip at our show location. We were talking about um, just how ridiculous it would be if the Flyers beat them in Philly and then they freaking boat race them.
2: Yeah, it was ugly. That was when the Knights were not playing very well at all. They have certainly been playing much better, and I think it's pretty clear in the the fact that the the defense is getting. Back to full strength. Now, of course, it's not quite there yet, but you're seeing much, much more fundamentally sound play in front of the net, and it's been much clear, cleaner for the goaltenders. Now, you know, you can just say, "Hey, the goaltenders are playing better," and Robin Leonard obviously back. Thompson had a good run, but their job has been made much, much easier. Except when Alec Martinez knocks in pucks on accident in front of the net, Uh, their job's been made much, much easier by the fact that defense is playing at a much higher level. So, if that continues. they have to keep winning but other teams around them have to lose at some point too if the knights want to get in
0: coming up next espn las vegas legal analyst justin watkins joins Cofield and company in studio to break down the biggest legal stories in the world of sports
3: vegas leads to nothing penalty clock will take us down to the end of the period first here's horvat short-handed kick save leonard down with the right pad
0: it's time for ESPN Las Vegas legal insider Justin, Watkins, Justin Watkins, Watkins to lay down the law. Only on Cofield and Company.
1: Justin Watkins is here. It's his place, Battleborn Broadcast Studios. Adam Hill, we've got a lot to get into. We'll start out with a little VGK here. Some Leonard work there. Adam, what do we got in terms of an update on injuries and uh, guys returning as the Knights get ready to take on Vancouver.
2: Well, I mean, the, the secrecy has grown exponentially the last couple of weeks. So uh, we don't know for sure. But Patch and Stone were skating on their own a little bit over at City National, So some optimism out there. I wouldn't expect them anytime soon, soon. But maybe playoffs potentially down the road. Because it looked like last week or two that they were just going to be done for the year. Playoffs? Yeah. <laughs> 50. It's Best Jim Mora. They actually uh, after Edmonton last night I guess dropped back below 50% but they're like 49.7 right now. Yeah. But they were much below that last week and they were up to 57% on oh. uh Monday. So nights like last night don't help. No. no. It was like everything, three everything that could go three. wrong went wrong. Yep. Well, and, and I mean, Flurry just getting completely destroyed didn't, didn't help anybody. I, I do wonder on some level if he was like, why am I trying in this game?
4: What, is it, what does this matter? Uh, I have to say, ESPN Plus with NHL is awesome, it's Great, by the way. So all the scoreboard watching, I you know, if it gets in the third period, boom, I'm in. I'm watching, sure. right? And so I'm watching San Jose game last night. Oh. And it was like 10 minutes left, and I was like, this just doesn't feel sustainable. Short-hand, <laughs> short-handed. short-handed. Give it, well, they got the power play, and I'm like, okay, cool. You know, they can burn off two minutes. So it'll be down to about five or six minutes left in the game. And the announcer goes, you know, this isn't an announcer jinx or anything, but Edmonton does have nine shorthanded goals. And he's a San Jose announcer. And then sure enough, they give up the shorty. Not that I believe in that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it was just like the effort was so poor. And then the power. insane goalie pass in that overtime was, awesome. was incredible.
2: It was great. Not great for Golden Knights no. fans necessarily. No. But yeah, it was a great pass to McDavid for the breakaway. And uh, yeah, right, I mean, right now the Golden Knights are doing everything they have to do to try to make the playoffs.
4: Nobody else is cooperating. Well, this. but they also are all in the easy part of their schedule. Sure, Edmonton's gets nasty. Well, hold on. The Kings weren't. The Kings had a, a road trip through Canada,
2: and they, like, swept it. They won at Calgary at Edmonton. It oh, well, uh, was the, nuts.
4: Yeah. <clears throat> no, no, no. No, Calgary beat them. Yeah, Calgary. Calgary beat them in L.A. Yeah, okay. But yeah, LA, yeah. L.A. won in okay, Calgary. Right. So They split. And then and I the, think the Edmonton out- game goes go, goes to yeah, over, so they both get points. Yeah, right. That, that was the worst case scenario. And I think they play again coming up here, but yeah, yeah, no, they play tomorrow night. Yeah, uh, yeah. Edmonton and, and the Kings. But if you look at Edmonton's schedule the rest of the way, they've got all the top teams still coming. Like they have, they have a rough schedule. They do, and so, I, I mean, but The is LA, the, LA's
2: the Kings, one I've been looking, yeah. I've been watching.
4: Yes, I agree. Um, because
2: obviously, if the Golden Knights win tonight. They'll be two points back with the same amount of games played. Right. And so they'll both have the same amount of games left. They just have to have one game better. And they do have the tiebreaker over the Kings at this point. Yep. So, you know, as long as they can hold that on, make up two points, that would be, I I think, where they're targeting. I know a lot of people are watching the wildcard teams, which for a while was relevant at this point. I think you look at the Kings, that's the team. And maybe if Edmonton falls apart, them too, but they have a couple games in hand as well. So the Kings are the team I've been kind of watching every night.
4: Edmonton's got one game in hand, but here's the thing that's the, that's different than the Kings. We still have a game against Edmonton yep, left. True. So if Edmonton just loses one game before we play them and we win until that point, which we should, our games are all easy until Edmonton and Calgary next week. right? They've got Vancouver two more times and Arizona one more time. So we should we should win three of those games. Edmonton drops one game, then our fate is in our own hands. We beat Edmonton and we win more than they win. Then we then then we go. But I still, I still think I'm not I'm not I'm not above fifty fifty on them making the playoffs. Well, it's right where they are. Yeah,
2: <laughs> it's right at fifty percent. So last week so
4: I said thirty to forty percent. and You said it was well, it was somewhere it was close like to 42% that forty two percent or something like that. Yeah, yeah. now yeah. they're fifty. Okay.
1: Talk NFL and uh, Goodell and company, the other owners, are going to have a fight on their hands. This one has gotten real juicy. Already got all the issues with Dan Snyder and the harassment stuff. Very embarrassing to the league. And now there's an allegation out there that Snyder and the Redskins football team commanders were keeping two sets of books and not handing over ticket revenue to visiting teams. I mean, how complicated is this case? You know Snyder's going to fight it like hell because if it's proven correct. it would be grounds for termination, right? Like, get uh, out, you gotta leave the league, you're cheating us. I mean, it's easy to
4: prove, right? The money went somewhere. So, I mean, there is going to be a paper trail, like like you said, two sets of books, <laughs> the real books and the books they gave to the NFL. So, I mean, you could do an audit there and you're gonna see if things don't match up. And, and if worse yet, if Dan Snyder didn't, didn't claim that his income on his taxes, we're talking about criminal action. If he did claim it on his taxes, that makes it the easiest case sure. to prove ever right so he's either not a criminal but he's on the outs with the nfl or he is a criminal and he somehow survives that or these allegations are unfounded and 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 none of that applies what I think is so funny about it is like you know the, the the quotes from the you know the people the insiders are you know this this could be the death nails like doesn't matter it takes you know circulates pictures of naked cheerleaders doesn't matter that's a workplace harassment it does, none of that matters. But wait, 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 wait. You and it's not. We're not. I don't even think we're talking about a ton of money. But in comparison, but you know, you shorted us a couple hundred thousand or maybe a million or two over the course of a couple of years. You're out, buddy. And and the only way that makes sense. The only way that makes any sense is if the owners are like, well, we've done all this other stuff too, but yeah. we haven't done that. <laughs> right. We haven't cheated each other. So he's got to go. It's. I mean, th- there's a lot. There's a lot here. Do you?
2: Do you foresee the congressional investigation happening quickly or
4: there's just too many other things going on right now that that could happen? Oh, I mean, for, Congress has been on this issue. Yeah. You know, why Why would they stop here? Now they've got some actual blood in the water. You know, if, if they're really targeting Snyder and they want him on the outs, and the easiest thing in the world for them to do is to see taxes. Right? So yeah. they're going to – well. I mean, unless you're president. Unless
2: you're, <laughs> unless you're yeah. president,
4: <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, you know, it's going to be really interesting. I mean, I have to imagine that you, w- the allegations wouldn't have been newsworthy at this level if there wasn't some substance there. There has to be something that they're hanging their head
1: on, but I don't know what it is. And uh, you know, it'll be easy to prove or not. Yeah, in addition to that story about the uh, skimming. That was from front office sports. The New York Times came out with a report that uh, the attorney general of uh, New York, Massachusetts, Illinois, Minnesota, Oregon, and Washington wrote a letter to the NFL about the uh, workplace harassment and also uh, demoralizing women and minorities. That's
4: not going anywhere. They have uh, have so much information on that. It's not going anywhere, right? And none of these states are big enough or powerful enough to stand up to whatever the NFL – I mean, what's the threat? Unless you do something, you're not welcome to play here. Okay. Well and, and and
2: you can I can already guarantee the, the PR machine of the NFL is going to be working toward hey listen, the Dan Snyder harassment stuff, we were always working on that. That's why he's out of the league now. It's not because he was stealing money from us. We take these things very seriously and that's why he's no longer mm-hmm. totally. associated with the NFL.
4: Right. That's why this is like a gift yeah. to the NFL yeah. if they if they handle it well, but I don't know. <laughs> I just every time I think they have an opportunity to really gain some ground in the PR of the world, they don't because it, because there's no reality. There is no consequence. They're doing a ton of things wrong, but there's no consequence to the action. The, the sport continues to grow; it's bigger than it ever was. Every year, that's true. They they've never had to face
1: any consequences for their actions. Where are you on the A's coming here? Because Oakland is really grinding their gears. So there's a now there's a lawsuit. Uh, and there was already a hurdle put in their way a couple of weeks ago, but there's a a lawsuit um, over what environmental issues. And previously there was something with the, uh, the seaport planning advisory committee and the, the waterfront, the Howard terminal waterfront area couldn't be designated for port use. And then they voted five, four to maintain the areas port use status. The final decision on that is expected on July 7th. So what about this lawsuit? over in my environmental concerns.
4: Oh my gosh, this is this is like one of California's r- really big weaknesses in their laws that allows these private causes of action. I, I'm an environmentalist, man. I mean, I, I wanna protect the environment, but let's be real about what this is, right? These are truckers, cargo workers, and port workers claiming that repurposing this port for baseball and condo and residential use is a worse environmental impact than a seaport that's a joke right there's there's no way that that is what's true but what this what this environmental law in california allows them to do is it allows private causes of action when they believe that there is a, a a substantial risk that the environmental study will be harmful so they haven't even got the chance to do the environmental study and they're already sued. Um, and I, I'm surprised California hasn't fixed this because it's been used a couple different times um, in this, I'll say, antagonistic way, uh, which I don't think it was intended for. Um, but I think it's a major roadblock for Oakland. I don't think you're going to get a situation where a court's just going to kick this out. You know, you're going to have to jump through some hoops for a while. Um, you know, where am I at on them coming to Vegas? Okay i'll bring i'll take them no like any, not public, public, any or any, I, i'd any, rather have an
1: expansion team any public money no so no. it's gonna be all privately funded correct
2: okay but it's not happening i know
1: i know <laughs> it's just not happening. i have to, i saw the images of what
4: they're talking about for the dome stadium with the like it, it's kind of a merge between the orb right and yeah. t-mobile yeah it's so sick though <laughs> it is. it's awesome but but like <clears throat> I,
2: I keep telling people that are that are saying they want the AC or they like, Hey, this could happen. Hey, don't dismiss it. We dismissed the Raiders. It could happen. First of all, we didn't dismiss the Raiders. We said, if there was that much public money, they would come mm-hmm. the deal that they already have from Oakland. There is zero chance
4: mm-hmm.
2: that there's any appetite for doing that deal. And it's not good enough yet. Mm-hmm. Stop, stop. It's a
4: $12 billion deal, right?
2: Stop it. Right. It's not happening here. And they they want a better deal than Oakland's giving them that's not happening and if yeah. you're here like hey we want the A's but we don't want public money well then that's a deal
4: breaker right. not happening yep. so stop Yep. I agree I mean it, yeah if there is any sort of realistic chance there's going to be a whole bunch of public money in obviously Nevada has set themselves on the track of now we've given public money twice yeah. I think technically three times if you consider the, the aviators. aviators and uh, HSK and uh, the Raiders we've given public money three times pretty easily <laughs> <laughs> it was, sure. There wasn't much of a fight. So, I mean, why wouldn't they think they're going to get public money when they come here?
1: Justin Watkins, 5709000 is the number at Battle Born Injury Lawyers coming up. Hmm. Someone tries to steal your car under all circumstances. Can you just pull out a gun and shoot them dead?
0: Call Battle Born Injury Lawyers, 702 570 with your questions today. It's time for ESPN Las Vegas Legal Insider, Justin Watkins, to lay down the law. Only on Cofield & Company.
1: Justin Watkins is here with us every Wednesday. Let's get into this uh, story, local story, of someone potentially getting carjacked. He says that as the uh, car was being driven away, that he was going to be run over, so he fired into the car and killed the person in the car. Uh, There are challenges, though, As to where he was when he took the shots can you just defend yourself and just blow someone away when they steal your car so first off he's a
4: firearm instructor and i think that's relevant um, as to how his story came out so let's just start with this the headline of carjacking is inappropriate he was not in the car when this person attempted to steal the car had he been in the car when the person attempted to steal the car you were absolutely allowed to defend yourself with deadly force whenever you're in immediate danger of serious bodily harm or death and you're in a place that you have a right to be you are allowed in the state of Nevada to defend yourself with deadly force um in defending property and that's what we have here right he left the car running the car unlocked the keys in the car and went inside a building and when he comes back out this person's in the car and is leaving he says well I was going to make sure that I confront him so he didn't get out into the road because I had firearms in in the vehicle because I'm a firearms instructor. And I was actually going inside to get a firearm. And so I stood in front and um, he was going to run me over. And so I fired the uh Evidence, according to the police, showed that no, that's not true. He was standing outside the driver window, about three or four feet away, on the side of the vehicle, and fired through the driver. Pretty easy to prove, right? Yeah. Like if you're about to get run over, you can't shoot through the driver window, right? You're gonna shoot through the windshield. Well, could you make? I mean, he didn't say this,
2: but could you have made the argument that if he was turning, like he had the wheel, he was backing up with the wheel turned all the way? It's
4: super easy to prove, right? Right. Yeah. 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 So, um, so what we have here is okay. Let's assume he let's assume he ran outside, saw somebody stealing his car, ran after him, tried to confront him, the dude didn't stop and he pulls the trigger and shoots him through through the window. Did he have the right to do that? In the state of Nevada the answer is no. You cannot defend personal property with deadly force unless doing so is necessary to protect yourself from potential deadly force, like the instance of a carjacking. If you're so intertwined, if you have, let's say, uh, a Rolex watch on and somebody's trying to steal the watch off of you and they threaten you with a knife, well, of course, you could defend yourself with deadly force because it's the threats to you, not about the watch. So, I mean, I think he came up with the best story he could under the circumstances. He knew the
2: law and
4: tried to to cater the story to the law. Right. And say, hey, there's firearms in there. I don't know if he's got a firearm. And they're like, well, the firearms are all in the trunk and you knew that because that's where you put them right so you didn't yeah you didn't know if he went and grabbed one but you definitely didn't see one and in fact he didn't have one
2: just be clear you said specifically defending yourself that would be yourself or family like if a kid yep. was in the car sure if like your baby yes. you left your baby in the car which by, by the way you shouldn't obviously yep. but if the baby if a baby was in the car a kid
4: was in the car Correct. then it does change the yes. equation yes it does you could defend you know siblings family you can defend others that are in in need of help and are under the same immediate risk of serious bodily harm or death. Yes, you can defend them.
2: I guess would 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 them just getting away be defending their them? You could say, hey, if he gets away with them, I don't know what's going to happen. So I'm defending their. And that's why you got to call the cops. What <laughs> if he gets away? You don't. You, they could be gone.
4: There is no immediate threat to anybody's physical bodily harm or death. There's no immediate threat. Sure. it's all speculation. That you created (laughs) by leaving your by leaving your car (laughs) running and unlocked and full of guns. (laughs) If the police report's true, by the way, can can he now be charged for that? No, there's nothing illegal about that. It's not. It's you're leaving your you're leaving firearms out for somebody else to take. It's in the trunk. Trunk's probably locked. Right. I probably. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the police report says. Right. But clearly, the police were
1: like, uh, "We're not buying this story." It's kind of interesting. You could. You could almost execute. I guess, maybe I mean it that way. Literally, you could almost do a Bernie Gets with a running car. How? Remember Bernie Gets? No. Sure. Subway, New York. He basically went hunting for people because he had been robbed. You know, uh, he'd been held up. So mm-hmm. he basically went down and you know looked for a situation where he could shoot a couple of kids, and he did. And then he was on the run for like four days. And
4: yeah, I mean. You could you you just start, leave your car running in your leave driveway your and you're running. like, yeah, I'm just going to look out the window. And, and you know, stand the in the way
1: of the vehicle. Yep. Right? Stand in
4: the way of the vehicle so he has to run you over in order to, to steal it. And then you start firing. But, I mean.
1: This is sound like a very fun yeah. day. That's not I, a good
4: plan. Yeah. I don't know why.
1: Have, uh, have things. have sh- something
4: else to do, please.
1: Yes. Have things changed with no contact orders to where they now include social media? Adam has a story. What happened here, Adam? So it's a pretty famous story, obviously, with Tory Lanez and making the stallion who was shot at a party. She originally
2: said it wasn't him, but now uh, she has admitted it is him that shot her. He is uh, has been ordered not to contact. He was in court for a hearing. They cuffed him and rebooked him, saying that he violated the no contact order with some tweets that were clearly aimed at her. So. Is that, do you have to tag somebody? Is that open to interpretation? And how much are we changing laws based on social media? Because we obviously didn't have them before. There was no
4: such thing. We're not changing any laws. All right. The order is going to be what the judge wants the order to be, right? This is not set in law that under these circumstances, an order must say the following. So the judge is going to use their discretion to do what they think is necessary to protect the victim and to ensure that the constitutional rights of the accused are protected. So you got to work that balance, right? And so... As I read the story, here's my interpretation. The, no, he, the judge believed the no contact order was violated, I believe, through a direct message to okay. Megan Stallion from Tony. That's what I believe is the language that the judge is, is using. But then, in addition to rebooking, he changes the language of the no contact order to say, any reference to her, you, you cannot do that. Like, you cannot tweet. At her, you can't tweet about her. No subtweeting. No Steve's no subtweeting. No Facebook. No Instagram. Nothing that is about her. That is a violation as well. So cause I believe the way that that hearing, the way the judges, I, I didn't see the tweets. It, it wasn't a part yeah. of it. It wasn't a part of it. But that,
2: that's what I, I. I mean, and to be clear, every story written about this that I found did not include the tweets. So my assumption obviously was like either he deleted them or, as you said, could be direct message because I think everybody would have linked to the tweets that they're talking about. Correct. Uh, so that would make some sense. Like, I guess that that would be open to interpretation of the court, though, because you could just be like, I'm trying to think exactly how to say it. Like, you know, she's tripping or, so, you know, something along those lines of like, well, who is he talking about? Right. But it's open to the interpretation of the court to say, we know you were talking
4: about. Yep. Him. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and- could well, he counter claim and say, don't follow me? no right these these aren't these aren't laws this is a judge's set of rules for how this case is going to proceed right. right so they have all kinds of restrictions on you know people who are out on bond or out on bail right like here's here's what the rules you're going to adhere to as part of your bail oh you broke one get back in here you're rebooked you're going into jail no bail or are gonna raise your bail or are gonna add more restrictions or are gonna do a little bit of all three I'm gonna put you in jail for a little bit. I'm gonna raise your bail. When you make bail, there's new restrictions. That's all this is all about. This is this has nothing to do with the law, other than the judge in has the ability to create bail conditions as necessary to protect the public and the victims. So he probably can't write a song about her either. Yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> You'd would advise your clients and not, I would not
2: not not write a song about, about her while the you no know, contact order is in place. That would make some sense. Yeah. But I mean, will we see laws made or are we just going to create uh, precedents in courts through all of these different things that are there's new there's new technologies, there's new ways of communication every day?
4: Yeah, I think for something like this, for a criminal action, for bail conditions, I think the laws are adequate. They give a, a lot of discretion to the judges. And what's going to happen in these situations is when something like this comes up judges all talk amongst themselves of like how do you address this they're gonna you'll find uniformity throughout the cooperation of the courts really collusion (laughs) collusion (laughs) no on different cases right like in my case i have this going on what have you done in the past they can reference back to oh i had this one famous case and it's before twitter but it was facebook and you were able to message this here's what we did oh okay i like that i'm gonna incorporate that here judges talk like that all the time for sure
2: it just, I don't know why it just dawned on me, just to add my ridiculous questions, I guess, continue. hes He is Canadian. So if he was back home, like, yeah. would, it, would
4: it matter where you send a tweet from? Um, no, because he's still subject, to, his communications is subject to the the bail order, which they have the right to. There's no, you don't need the jurisdiction. You don't need the tweet to be in the jurisdiction. And it's crossing state lines, right? It's like being, it's, it's universal. Right.
1: Um, so I, no, I, I think that it would still apply. Justin Watkins five seven zero nine thousand Battleborne Injury Lawyers. Let's continue on the the Twitter thing and workers' rights. There's an interesting story out of uh, was this Washington? Yeah, Washington W M A L. They had a lady on the air there, Amber Athey, and she tweeted a joke about uh, Kamala Harris. Said Kamala looks like a UPS employee. What can Brown do for you? Nothing good, apparently. So she claims that she was joking about an outfit she was wearing. Uh, Cumulus Broadcasting eventually fired her. She's now fighting, and I don't know if she has a lawsuit filed, but what are her rights?
4: Depends on state to state. Depends on her uh, employee-employment relationship, independent contractor status, um, vendor status. Right now, everybody who's on the air is an employee. They might actually be a vendor. They might be paying for time. And so it might just be a, a discontinuance or a separation of an arrangement or of a joint venture of some sort. So, I mean, all that stuff is going to matter in in the state of Nevada. We're not will employment state. doesn't matter. Right. Like you, they absolutely can be terminated for that, um, for just for just posting on social media in general. If that's what the rule you want to make, you can do that for sure. The only thing you can't do is discriminate on the protected classes that we've talked about many times over the years. Race, ethnicity, religious affiliation, um, partially sexual orientation, depending on the circumstances, um, and so uh, or, or gender.
1: Okay. How about mm-hmm. inconsistencies in the workplace? That's
4: evidence of... A potential discrimination if you apply in one of the if you qualify under one of the
3: protected classes
4: all right that. did
1: you want to give your story about t-shirts on the air
3: why not <laughs> 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 uh, i took a little flack for a shirt that i wore a couple of years ago that jared jared justice got for me as a gift and it said uh hopefully i get this right cheap labor is not no
1: skilled skilled labor isn't cheap, and cheap labor isn't skilled. There you go. And so was, this would play to the this would play to the theme behind the scenes that uh, our producers are underpaid.
3: or it's just a shirt, and there's no real you know, <laughs> message. but a manager took it a certain way and just told me kind of as a as a friend, you know, I don't think that's sending the right message. You probably shouldn't wear that around the workplace. Now, fast forward a couple years later, I see a shirt on a coworker that says, quote, LGBTQ, and it spells out, let's let's get Biden to quit. Let's get Biden to quit. <laughs> so obviously, LGBTQ,
1: yeah. let's get Biden to quit. You're offended by that, so you would like that no, person to be No, it has nothing to do
3: to. with Biden, and it has everything to do with minimizing the whole gay community and the LGBTQ community just for the sake of your satire so you can okay. make a little joke. So,
1: so does, does Ari need to go to HR? Ari has no claim in regards to... <laughs> <Damn it. laughs>
4: What they're saying about his shirt i mean if somebody came in um in a shirt that was i i mean i don't care what people wear i guess but but if i if i thought that they were sort of trying to make a stink about and and rally up um a movement against me i'd be like hey man is that will employment state you, you guys are all going to go if you don't get your act together. I mean, I would I wouldn't do that. I don't have that happen, but Dang. but but you have the right to do that as an employer in an at will employment state. Them saying, "Hey, I'm underpaid." And say, "Go somewhere else then, you're fired."
1: But the yeah. shirt the shirt but wasn't it, saying that. It's just a shirt.
4: Yeah. Just a shirt. It's just a no shirt message. Yeah, well, I could tell you, "I don't like a shirt and for you to t- you know change anytime. As long as I'm not doing it based on the protected classes." Now, the second instance is a little bit closer to that line because the lggpq community does have some rights under federal law for protection in workplace harassment and environments and so if somebody was within that class of people right and they saw the shirt and they were offended by the shirt and they notified uh management of it and no corrective action was taken they could use what happened with Ari as an example of when you see something you don't like you ask it to be changed but when something is discriminatory and offensive to the people in your workplace under a protected class you do nothing about it you've shown your willingness to act so the the key to that claim is somebody qualifies within that community and they're offended by it, and they you have the you issue. have to be within the community. Or you yes. can't you can't just you have to be a member of the protected class. Okay,
2: I had a, a r- real quick side one that I just thought of. Can we can we get somebody for fraud? Uh, they they <laughs> used to go. they used just, to just random scenario. Well, I was I was uh, I was uh, Fremont Street last night oh, okay. uh, hanging out. Here we go. There used to be a guy that said, uh, "I hate Trump." Tip if you do too, and now he he's guy has the I hate Biden. Tip if you do too. Come on, man! You're clearly just lying for tips at this point.
4: No, no, there's nothing wrong no. with that. <laughs> That's fraud. I, mean, it's I like it. No, no, it's no. Fraud. Yeah, fraud. <laughs> it's like a towel service. Yeah, <laughs> he's giving out both sides. Both sides. sides. It's like ridiculous. It. But he's not providing a service of any sort. He, he's an entertainer. What does he do? He's in one of those circles. Yeah, but he's gonna do
2: whatever he's gonna do, regardless of the tip, right? No, I think he's just gonna hold the sign of whoever. I think he might also target like. I think he might have two signs. Yeah. And I think as, as people are walking, he determines which one they yeah, might be more likely. Yeah, He's good. an entrepreneur. Yeah. I yeah. like this
1: guy. <laughs> That's a good idea. All right, last <laughs> one. We got about a minute left. Um, I don't know if you guys are seeing the massive breasts that are all over TV. Um, there are some... Channels what channels are you watching? Chicken. Uh, okay. I'll call out one of them because, God dang, it looks delicious. KFC's chicken sandwich. I mean, the sandwich looks gigantic. Now, I don't have... Expectations when I go in there, I'm going to get like a triple size chicken breast, but apparently there's some customers mad at Burger King saying Burger King made claims that they have like super sized burgers, and they're, I guess, touting that the there we go to touting um, that they're they're advertising that the burgers are bigger than they are. So there's a lawsuit. Like 120 people filed a lawsuit. Anything here? Uh, well, I mean, false advertising does have claims, and you can get lawyers who will
4: gather up enough people. I mean i don't know man i mean
1: the, the i think the whopper's been what the whopper's been ever since i can remember you know <laughs> it, like, says it says it here is... burger king advertises his burgers as large burgers compared to the competitors and containing oversized meat patties and ingredients that overflow a bun to make it appear that the burgers are approximately 35 percent larger in size Well, okay if they if they got the goods on that then they've they got a claim i wish the one
4: that people would do is the cereal box oh. that's a joke that's a joke. I mean, you pull that bag out of that cereal box; it doesn't make it halfway up
1: the the frame that they're creating for the cardboard. <laughs> there, it's
4: mean, there is
1: no more deception than a cereal box, if, man. If politicians are in the pockets of big, or I guess big chicken, in the pockets of politicians, then you know big cereal. Yeah, and and Cheryl by the way, Mills. and by the way, big chips. Oh well, the, the chip bags. I mean, that's at least you can see it, right? That you you're, getting third, it. you're getting a third. You're getting a third of bag. You know, the the chips are a third of the bag. Yeah,
4: well, and there's some settlement there, right? With the chips, they could, you know, they could, they could fall into a like a air, little Pringles. Huh? Yeah, a lot of errors, broken, broken yeah. chippage. You gotta, so you gotta
1: count for broken chippage. <laughs> there's like a quarter of the chips, yeah, you know, the well, size of the bag. I mean, this. I, I'm just
4: saying, the cereal is is something needs to happen. <laughs> something
1: needs to happen. We all got our causes out there. I just, I just we, love cereal. We just got just, cereal oversized chicken breast being advertised. The Adam with the no contact tweets and. Ari with T-shirts.
2: And Everyone Steve, good? Steve yesterday misrepresenting, claiming a guest was much older than him. Oh boy, like, ah, I'm, a, Liz, I'm much younger than you, but I remember this. Oh, it Steve's bad. older than the guy.
4: Oh, <laughs> did the guy call you out for no, it? No. You had he no didn't idea. know? He
1: had no idea. I sound very immature, so what's his <laughs> name? <idea? laughs> as soon as I looked it up during the break, I'm like, I think I'm actually older than him. But <laughs> Good for you. I went, to a ba- I went to a basketball game when I was 19. I thought I was like 14, and it, as it turns out, he was a freshman at the time, so he was actually younger than me. <laughs> Oops. What's great. <laughs> I better not get sued. No. Honest mistake. That's uh, Ari gets sued in that case. You got to dump it, Ari. You got to notice these things. You got to dump it. 5709,000 is the number. We won't see you next week. You're off to uh, somewhere in Europe. I'm off to London. Nice. Ooh, this guy. Should be you're good. You're not going to go fight in Ukraine? That's how you're going? No. <laughs> join, the, join the army?
4: Hey, man. Flights over to Europe right now. They're cheap. <laughs> I'll Take actually, advantage of it. Take
2: actually talking about over. going
4: to the Champions League final in a couple of weeks. Hope it stays that way. Yeah, I'm going I'm I'm going to
2: a,
0: a Premier League game. There you go. Nice.
2: Yeah.
0: Call Battleborne Injury Lawyers, 702-570-9000 with your questions today. The fact that I was able to get myself here to this point is a, is a success and now that I am playing, now everything is focused on how do I get myself into a position where I'm on that back nine on Sunday with a chance? Just like I did, you know, a few years ago. You're listening to Cofield and Company, live from the Battleborn Broadcast Center on ESPN Las Vegas.
1: I should know this, but remind me the Masters, the front nine, they still have that bull crap, so they're not gonna have Tiger televised.
2: I, I is that feel the deal? Like, or are they lifted
1: like... it at all, or is it all pushed it's probably all pushed to the app. I think it's on the app. So they're gonna have a huge audience on the web, on the app, to watch Tiger. I'm he goes it's... off at what does he go off at I think seven thirty four our time? That doesn't sound
2: right. I don't know. I thought it was 830 Eastern. I could be. By the way, I also don't know that it's on the app. Don't know. Don't really I said I'm going to a master's party on Sunday, I guess. Uh, but I'll only care if Tiger's playing. He has to make it through, obviously. Yeah. And tomorrow's opening day. You're not betting it? I I have a bet. <laughs> not on Tiger. Matchup or? have uh, Patrick can't lay. At? 20 to 1. Okay. Do you bet golf? Uh, no, but I talked to some people that really like it, so I was in, and now it's down to 18, so I feel like I got a good number.
1: There you go. Uh, Friday show is going to be live at the ballpark, Las Vegas ballpark, 7:05 uh, start that night. Uh, tonight, you got Bark in the Park night, game number two of the season. You can get a pair of seats right now for as low as 44 bucks. It was just uh, checking out the uh, the ticket prices and a little bit lower if you want to sit on the berm. Uh, Thursday night. beer night is back. So Thursday night is $2 beer night, but the aviators are back. You go to Ticketmaster.com to get aviators tickets, and we'll be out there on Friday before the Friday game, which is fireworks night as we'll have a live Cofield and company on the road starting at 3.
0: Join the conversation on Twitter at Cofield & Co.